Are you guys disgusting too? Let us know on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Give us a five-star review. Tell me about your spring cold. Yes. I want to hear all about it. What's the pollen count where you live? Welcome back to West Bev. I'm Caitlin. I'm Ariel. And this week we're talking about season one, episode 12, One Man and a Baby. Mary, what happened this week? I forgot. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> it's all good. Um, Brandon meets a senior girl, Melissa, an overachieving senior with plans to attend Harvard. Brandon insults her singing voice, questions her intelligence, and still somehow gets her to cancel babysitting <laughs> to go out to dinner with him. Melissa tells Brandon she's surprised he doesn't know about her since everyone else in the school seems to. Brandon is very confused, but it all makes sense when after their date, Melissa introduces him to her son, baby Joey. Brenda and Kelly are trying... Sorry. Brenda and Kelly are tying up the Walsh phone line trying to win a radio contest. The girls are able to name five songs in a row and win the prize, skydiving lessons. Too bad Brenda is terrified of heights. Against Cindy and Jim's wishes, she and Kelly decide to claim their prize and become infatuated with their tall and attractive instructor, Don. Jim seems to have found a balance between his work and home life and is spending much more time with Cindy to Cindy's delight. Um, And an honorable mention to Steve for sucking just a little bit less in this episode. But only a little bit less. Yeah, no, a little bit less is probably fair. A pinch. A pinch, (laughs) yep. So this episode was an interesting one. It was. Don't know how the juxtaposition of the two storylines fits. Yeah. No, I was thinking about it earlier, trying to figure out if I like it or not. And we're going to have to talk through it. (laughs) (laughs) Good thing we're on a podcast. I know. (laughs) Oh, but one thing does happen in the very beginning, and I just had to point it out because it's one of your favorite things. Go on. We get a glimpse of the outdoor cafeteria. Outdoor microwaves? With the microwaves. (laughs) They're back. They have servers this time and they look like a catering company, not like, you know, school ladies. I don't know about like the lunch ladies that you had in your school if you bought your lunch at school, but like our lunch ladies did not look like they worked for a catering company. Ours didn't. Our food kind of did. Yeah, we actually kind of had a catering company. Oh, God. (laughs) Okay, so freshman year, it was like normal high school cafeteria or whatever like with the chocolate chip cookies that are at like every school that are amazing i was gonna say my Um, lunch cost a dollar because i got the 50 cent side salad and the 50 cent cookies you guys had salad oh we had a salad bar what did we have a salad bar (laughs) somebody out there who went to whitewater high school (laughs) please tell me if there's a salad bar (laughs) oh yeah but then like our sophomore year um they changed companies and our lunch got ridiculously expensive. Oh, yeah. Like and a salad was like $9. Yeah. It was like going to Panera. Me. Still baffled that y'all had salads. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, we. I remember because then I started getting a salad and a Tezo tea because for some reason I thought that was healthy and not loaded with sugar. Oh, hmm. I know. I got the Tezo teas all the time and I got in trouble because I would never finish them at lunch and they came in a glass bottle. So I would oh, get in no. trouble for having glass bottles in class. Do they think you're going to break it and just, like, shiv someone? (laughs) Maybe they were worried I'd do that to myself. (laughs) Oh, God! Screw this AP psych class. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah, okay, well, as we've mentioned, private and public schools, very different. Very different. (laughs) You guys had Panera catering your lunch every day. We had McDonald's. 
<laughs> I wish we had McDonald's. Okay, our food was delicious, but it was horrible. It was French fries and pizza. Were you allowed to leave campus? Heck no. Okay. Uh-uh. We were locked we down. We were allowed to leave campus. We were allowed to eat outside senior year. Nope. That's as much as we got. We couldn't do that. We were locked in that those four walls of white pillars and, man. The white, like, concrete walls? Yes. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yep. And the, like, crazy fluorescent lighting and, like, yeah. Stupid cold. Yeah. And you could only wear your Letterman jacket or one of the embroidered sweaters that only came in Hunter Green. Oh. Yeah. I think I have some fan- fantasies about what private school is like. <laughs> you probably have fantasies about what public school is like. There was also that year where we were allowed to purchase, like, knockoff North Face jackets with our school logo oh, on them. Oh, man. Like, they were fleece and... Yeah. I remember that, but I didn't buy one because I think that was after I had the Letterman jacket. Because I think I technically lettered freshman year, mm-hmm. or maybe sophomore year, because it was like the point system and you got points for however many plays you did. Huh. And by sophomore year, we were doing like five plays a year. We so, didn't get anything for banned. You mean I could have lettered and banned? I would have oh, been yeah. the letter and banned. You could have lettered and banned, right? You yeah, lettered and banned. I lettered and banned. And um, the only reason I didn't get a bar is because I took one semester off senior year. Oh, slacker. Wait, you were in band? Yeah. What did you play? The flute. (gasps) Okay, that makes sense. I see that. I see that. (laughs) I see it. You look like a flute player. Well, what do I look like? Um, Clarinet or sax? Clarinet. Look at her go. See, us band kids, we know. We could pick them out for days. What would I have played if I was in band? Oh, man. I feel <laughs> Nothing. like... Nothing. You weren't in band. Well, yes. But if you were... <laughs> if you were. I actually feel like sax. Man. I was thinking clarinet or percussion. Like the marimba or something. Oh, the pit. Like in the marching band. Mm. Shout out to my friend Katie, like who was the in the pit. one? Oh, no. Like, um, it's like a xylophone. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's basically like a big wooden xylophone. Okay. And yeah. sounds really cool. It's awesome yeah. i probably would have liked that i feel like i only say that because there was a girl in band who looked vaguely like you that played the marimba <laughs> we have gotten extremely off topic i mean only kind of true speaking of eating lunch outside yes see bringing it there back you go around. bring it back there we go brandon eats lunch outside and he he's sure not does. even a senior Okay, yeah, and we find out that he's a junior. I noticed that, and I swear, at the beginning of the show, they say they're sophomores. He totally lied about his age to her. You think so? Yes. Okay. He had to. From my experience watching this show, they graduate season three. Spoiler alert. Well, and I think most shows start you at the latest as a sophomore so that they don't have to worry about additional sets, because Buffy started as a sophomore. I think One Tree Hill started as a sophomore. What did... Um, Boy Meets World of the Middle School, but it Well, Boy Meets World through. skipped like four grades in one year. Oh, yeah, certainly. They went from like seventh grade to tenth grade. Yeah. Yeah, so apparently Brandon lies about his grade. Well, Brandon also negs women, and I don't like yeah. it. Because that yeah. was like, you know, she's just sitting there listening to her Walkman, singing to herself, minding her own business. And Brandon can't even see her face to know that like cute girl he's just like sorry i thought i was a li- i don't remember what he said to her the first i think he was like something about being a- he thought he was by himself or something like that and like but literally it was like his radar is like oh it's monday i need my girl of the week found one <laughs> right? behind like, the tree i gotta have a date by friday 
oh my god what's that singing voice is that cinderella <laughs> no it's a girl that wants to get into harvard though homegirl's got plans right yeah i was impressed and then he was just like but really do you think you have a chance yeah like he automatically didn't believe that she was like not just like thinking about going to harvard but was actually going to go to harvard mm-hmm. and she's like no i literally have an interview scheduled with them yeah shut your face like i you stupid junior yeah i get the feeling like he was trying to be like oh i'm gonna talk like i applied to colleges and be like oh yeah you think you're gonna get in but that's just not how it sounded to no, me definitely not me neither i mean i mean but also it's like she's looking at a course catalog and i feel like you don't get a course catalog just to put up some ruse that like you're gonna go to harvard or apply to Har- i don't know like i don't know i did think that this kind of solidifies what time of year it is that's true it's got to be like october or something right because you got to have time to like get through early admissions Mm -hmm. and then get the regular admissions and do all of your interviews and right everything so it's only been two months now god (laughs) yeah i feel like the only real clue that we get to the time that this takes place is um later in the episode when steve comes over to watch a basketball game oh good point good point although basketball does run all the time but i would probably say yeah i mean the fall is kind of when nba officially gets in a season like it's like they start back like early like september ish and then they get into it october november is like when it starts getting more important because they play mm-hmm. a million games but like it's still going on right now and it's april yeah I literally had no idea that basketball was all the time. <laughs> I got you. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. Because then in the non-NBA months, that's when the WNBA plays. In the summer months. Yeah, because that's why Dream got moved over to Georgia Tech. That's right. Because they were like, oh, it's off season. We're going to close your stadium. Yep. Screw you guys. Screw you guys. Joke's on them. That means I can go to games closer. That's right. And we should probably go to more Dream games. We should probably do that. I had fun when I went. Yeah, they're not bad. They just need more fans. I know. Sad. Anyway. Everyone, support women's sports. Yes. Hashtag <laughs> support women's sports. I couldn't think of a better hashtag. Come on, producer Mary. I see your wheels turning. <laughs> Save me. <laughs> girls are better. Ooh, I like it. Ooh, ooh. Girls, girls rule. rule. Heck yeah. Hashtag girls rule, boys drool. Got it. <laughs> just took me a minute. Hey, we took a week off. <laughs> Don't tell them that. Oh, we did not take a week off. I'm just stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. You know who is stupid? Who? Brandon. And Steve, but that's a given. We'll get there later. Sure. Because we're still at Brandon nagging this poor girl. Oh, this poor girl. Not poor girl. girl. She's Melissa, and she's kind of awesome. She is kind of uh, awesome. She, like we said, is going to go to Harvard. She forgot, like, when she left the tree, she had, like, an A-plus on her paper or whatever. On her Latin paper. Yep. And he kept saying he couldn't read it, so was it written in Latin? I didn't actually look. I didn't look that closely either, but I would assume it was if he couldn't read it. Otherwise, I'd be very concerned about his reading skills (laughs) as a junior in high school. Okay, so... I guess, I mean, at that point, we kind of skip over. Like, it, it stops being Brandon for a minute. But I have to point out this Brandon moment that does happen, just not at school. Because, so Brandon's at home. He's trying to decide if he's going to call Melissa. He somehow, for some reason, has, like, a school directory or something. I guess that's how they had contacts back then. Which I I had totally forgotten that those existed until oh, he yeah. pulled one out. And then I was just like, that was a thing, wasn't it? And I didn't. 
I don't think I remembered that. Like, maybe in elementary school, but once we got to high school, I don't think I had one. We definitely had one in middle school. Did we have one in high school? Yep. Okay. Hmm. I'm sure that's how I found your number. (laughs) Probably. Or at least how I would look for it, because I honestly had a cell phone, so maybe I didn't. You were so cool. Well, that's the thing. I mean, because, yeah, I got a high school. I got a high school. I got a (laughs) cell phone at 15 in high school because I was going to start driving soon so my mom wanted to make sure I was like getting to and from school safely all that stuff but yeah so I guess in middle and elementary school we would have had to have had some sort of directory or or at least something for our parents to have Mm -hmm. I guess but anyway so Brandon looks up her number in the school directory then he tries to get on the phone and he overhears Brenda and Kelly uh entering a radio contest which who didn't do that? Like, we all did that. Like, playing on our stereo or whatever we had. Right? Well, I don't listen to the radio anymore. I listen to podcasts like this one. But, yeah, they were trying to get on this radio contest. Like, name the last five songs or something like that. So, anyway, after that, he comes in the room. Guys, something amazing happened. What happened? A boom mic comes no, into frame it did it does i didn't write down the time oh my gosh i totally missed it but it literally just ever says dip right and you guys can just imagine me dipping my fing- my hands down a little bit but it just dips in oh, oh nope go back go back go back panic <laughs> that was my favorite moment of the episode that's how bad this episode was <laughs> they just really don't care about continuity well and my thing was like if it's just a boom or mic like- could you not have just done that shot again it's not like it was a complicated shot it was just in the in brenda's bedroom well that's what i mean because yeah they had like the other one where they were talking and he like pulled bread out twice yeah yeah yeah. and then they have the boom mic man they really didn't care about this it was like season one early stages don't know if we're gonna get picked up Eh, who cares about a boom mic but it was my favorite part. i mean to be fair i didn't notice i was watching it on my phone though so if i was watching it one of those big like giant tvs Mm -hmm. that like was its own armoire or whatever right right right. like maybe i would have noticed there oh yeah i and i was like looking straight at the scene and all of a sudden i'm like (gasps) yes i got so excited i was so excited to see that boom mic i think i was distracted during that scene because they start asking brandon about melissa and he's like oh i need to call her to give her her latin paper back and kelly says who would want to date a girl who takes latin yeah i was like oh and then she tells Brandon, she's like, hey, say e pluribus unum. And he's like, wait, how do you know that? And she says the most savage thing. It's on, it's money. on money. Like, oh, you peasant. <laughs> I got money, not spend it. And I also read what my money says. <laughs> well, I'm just like, Brandon, come on. Yeah. Like, you can't be that. You are, you are not ready for a girl who takes Latin. And wants to know. go to Harvard. Right? Yeah. Honestly, that was the thing. That's why he kept nagging her. He needed to, like, knock her down so that she would tolerate him. Exactly. His, like, ego was too large that he had to, like, he had to make sure that he was compensating for whatever ego problems that he had. So he was like, I don't care about Latin. I don't care. She's not really getting into Harvard. Don't try and get a vocal scholarship at Harvard. Oh, my God. That was so rude. And it was dumb. So dumb. I thought she sounded fine. I did, too. Like, and to be honest, I didn't really notice. And I feel like if she was that bad... I would have noticed. Yeah. But she wasn't that bad. Brandon's just rude. Yeah, he's just rude. He doesn't deserve a girl in Latin. Who does, really? I took three semesters. No one deserves me. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. No, I like that. I'll throw a hashtag in there. Hashtag no one deserves Caitlin. Oh, I like it. 
I'm going to use that on our next tweet, maybe. We'll see. I'm going to put a high school picture of me. <laughs> Hashtag no one deserves Caitlin. This is me in my freshman year of college. Oh, no God. one deserves me. Oh, God. That would be awful. <laughs> no one wants to see that. I do. Oh. Post it. Okay. Maybe I'll post it. Hashtag no one deserves Caitlin. Woman Crush Wednesday. Oh, okay. Yeah. That one's better. That one's better. Coming full circle. I like it. I know, right? I'm on it. I got two hashtags, Woman Crush Wednesday and No One Deserves Kaylin. I didn't really come up with the first one. Yeah, but that you wasn't said me. it. I mean, it's better than me. I said hashtag. <laughs> Silence. Just hashtag. <laughs> Just the word hashtag. So you're doing better than me. I'm over one so far. Yeah. So Kelly and Brenda, the wise sages that they are, are just like, bro, just call her. Right. Like, like just call her. Just do it. <laughs> just do it. Just do it. Just call her. And I love that they're like, just ask her. Do not give her time to think about why she shouldn't date I know. You. They're setting him up to fail, and I love it. Knock him down a peg, Kelly. Hit him hard. I mean, it's true. <laughs> it's so true. Like, and well, and for him, because he's a junior trying to date a senior. Well, he's not really a junior, but he's trying to date a senior who's going to Harvard, who's really cool seeming and he's like assuming like oh yeah this is gonna be super easy and i got this and kelly's like no no no, you gotta do it fast like you gotta get in there ask then leave (laughs) well and that's the thing is he does exactly what she says he's like oh uh is melissa there and then he like tries to ask one more question and Mm -hmm. kelly's like nope you have already wasted too much time (laughs) she is already thinking of a way to say no and then she says no i'm babysitting he's like okay what about saturday no i'm babysitting which According to Kelly and Brenda, means she's not interested. Right. Because they're like, oh, she's blowing you off. No one babysits two days in a row. Right. And that's when Brendan, Brendan, Brandon, Brendan, hashtag Brendan. (laughs) That's when, that's when Brandon pulls out another just wonderful line of just like, no one babysits that much and just kind of forces her into a date. Yeah. He gets very hostile. For no reason. He's like, he like gets angry. Like it was like, I mean, clearly overacting, but like he just gets angry that she might be babysitting. Like how dare she come up with an excuse to babysit two nights in a row just because she doesn't, why doesn't she just say, just, if you don't want to go out with me, fine. Just say it. No. Brain is the worst. He kind of sucks. Like how does he keep having dates? Yeah. He has a girl of the week every week. Yeah. He has one now. Exactly. This is our new girl. But yeah, so when he was like, oh, you're babysitting a second night, I just wanted to be like, yeah, she's trying to go to an Ivy League school across the country. Like... Homegirl needs money. Girl needs money. Yeah. Yeah. Like, she's not getting a scholarship. She's from Beverly Hills. Right. Like, no one's going to be like, oh, yeah, that girl needs money to come to our school. Mm Mm-hmm. So... And you can't assume that mom and dad are going to pay for it. Right. Because we don't know her story. We literally just met her behind the tree. Yeah. We just know that she's super smart. Yep. In Latin, in singing, in babysitting. (laughs) That's all we know. Smartest babysitter. Yeah. Yeah. So she's like, oh, all right. Well, you know, I guess I can rearrange my schedule. Yeah. Somehow she's into this or whatever. So she's like, fine, I'll date you. Yeah. And then he comes to pick her up in his mom's car, which, by the way, why is he driving? Oh, good point. That was last week that he got a DUI. Wow. He was arrested. He totaled his car. He had a brace on his arm. He had bruises on his face. And this week, 
he's borrowing mom's car because yep. i i think later it's definitely mom's car mm-hmm. yes 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 yeah because his is in the shop or possibly totaled i mean it looked like a tank but who knows right and yeah like i don't know how the rules work but i would assume grounded license suspended something yeah i was gonna say i think it would at least be a suspended license for like six months or something i mm-hmm. would think if it wasn't just straight up revoked like because you're underage and a teenager getting a dui like you're breaking several laws not just one yeah yeah, he was supposed to apply for that permit to only go between work and school yeah. when he drives. So definitely violating his probation oh, by taking no. a girl out on a date in a car. But he's golden boy Brandon. So if Brandon wants the car, Brandon gets the car. And does whatever he wants and goes with whoever he wants. <sighs> yeah, and then he picks her up and she apologizes to him for being a snob. Right. And I was like, but why also they're like wearing the same outfit oh i didn't notice yeah she's like he's in his blazer with like a tucked in shirt and jeans she's also in a blazer with a tucked in shirt but not jeans and i just kind of giggled because i'm like okay i guess that can happen in the 90s oh my gosh that'd be so like oh this is embarrassing (laughs) this is awkward someone has to change (laughs) it's not gonna be me (laughs) yeah and she's in the car apologizing to him for being a snob and yeah, I was just like, I don't understand. Like, he has been mean to you all however many days it's been. Well, that just shows you, like, she probably is, because we then, as they're in the car, like, when they're going on their date, she starts, like, saying, like, well, I'm surprised you haven't heard of me. Like, are you sure you haven't heard anything about me? Like, you don't know anything about me? Are you sure? So it's, like, clearly she's probably trying to, like, deflect because you know like be thankful i guess quote unquote that someone's going out with her because of the rumors which Mm -hmm. obviously at this point we don't know the rumors but she does so she's probably in her mind thinking okay there's got to be some sort of catch like why is he going out with me if he knows anything about me but then she kind of confirms in the car like okay yeah he doesn't know anything one you know you kind of get from the like episode synopsis and from what you see of her before is like she's really this overachiever and you know, maybe she's got some anxiety of it of like, oh my gosh, people think that I'm better than them because I'm trying to go to Harvard and because, you know, I'm busy all weekend and saying no to boys. And yeah, that's a good point. Know. She almost sounds like an Andrea complex. Like she reminds I me of her. I was kind of making a few parallels of Andrea. Yeah. Just because that, like, she's like, part. yeah, she's like an overachiever. She's brainy. She's got her, seemingly got her life together kind of thing. Yeah. And she's like a dominant to me, she seems like a dominant personality just because of her overachievement and like she's not going to compromise. And but she's got a secret. She does have a Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Love it. All she right. does have a secret. Yeah. Which we find out soon because they come back. Do they find out on this date or is it the second date? Um, This is the date. But before we get there while they were in the car talking was when that like calypso music was playing oh right right Mm -hmm. because brenda and kelly are still trying to win this contest days later at a completely different time slot you know five songs in a row be caller number seven and the song is lost her love by trinidad and kelly's like i love this song (laughs) (laughs) it was like really another window into kelly taylor's soul (laughs) i love it i like when I was watching the scene while they were in the car, I was like, is this 
playing over? Is it supposed to be coming out of the radio? Mm, like, did somebody yeah, think yeah, this yeah. was good background music? And then Kelly was like, oh, I love this song. Right. Like, so they had to weave it in. But then, yeah, Brandon's like, oh, my God, that's my sister. She's on the radio. <laughs> yeah, because later in the episode, he says something about, like, oh, yeah, I was about to make my move. And then my sister's on the radio. And I was like, no, you weren't. Yeah, I'm like, dude, you're a pathological liar. Yeah. <laughs> that was just wrong. This this whole episode is starting to paint Brandon in, like, a really weird light. Because, yeah, it's like the whole – he's technically supposed to be on probation from a DUI. He lies to Melissa about being a junior. He then makes up some story about being, like, ready to make his move. And then, boom, Brenda comes out of nowhere on the radio to surprise her, like, to mess things up. What – who are you? Well, and then after the date and like Melissa takes him to her house and is like, oh, I need to show you something and takes him into a nursery and is like, look at this baby. And he's <laughs> like, oh, you wanted to show me your baby brother on our date? Like put Bro, two and two together. Come on. Not Harvard. Jesus. Are you community <laughs> college now? Mr. Probably. I can't read. <laughs> God. Piss yeah. me off. Well, and that was like I... Oh my god, it would have been great if she didn't say anything and he was like, oh, that's your little brother? What did you want to show me? And then you just watch his face go like, baby, <laughs> Melissa, baby, <laughs> Melissa, baby, <laughs> Melissa, <gasps> Melissa has a baby. It's her baby. Cut to commercial. <laughs> yeah. Which I mean is kind of what they did, but I would have much rather had the like back and forth. Of just, oh my like, gosh. The very slow realization and right. she's just like. I'm going to Harvard, and this is what I'm dating. <laughs> I mean, they could have the boom mic in there, but they couldn't <laughs> do this back and forth. Like, come on. The camera slowly zooms in on Brandon's face as he's figuring it out. Baby? Melissa? Baby. <laughs> like, I can just imagine this, like, caveman way of figuring just, like, it out. <laughs> horrible, like, intense frown lines of just, like, there is a connection here, and I don't <laughs> just trying to figure it out for like 15 minutes or something melissa's like looking at her watch like dude it's my baby <laughs> it's mine the baby is mine <laughs> wait uh, are you are you trying to say you have a son yes brandon i'm having a son it's here this is my baby that came out of me do you understand well that would explain why he asks so many questions about her uterus on the next day <laughs> so true yeah, so he figures it out, finally. Finally. And he goes home and is just like, oh, yeah, the date went really good. She has a baby. Bye. Yeah, like drops that bomb and walk away. Like, oof, break the wrist, walk away. Baby. <laughs> yeah, he's certainly freaked out. He um, has a weird, another weird twin talk with Brenda, but this one's not quite as weird because it's basically just him saying, oh, yeah, Melissa has a baby. And she's like what and he's like yeah apparently i was the only one to know she's like make that too but like did kelly know that's what i'm saying like surely as plugged in as kelly is she would have known yeah she would have just been like oh i'm gonna you know dial her number for you oh wait it's that melissa yeah like, you should know this Tell your whatever <laughs> oh sorry um, <laughs> um <clears throat> yeah like there's got to be more than one melissa at that school sure um but not like I just started thinking, like, did he even tell her, like, tell, tell Kelly her name, name at mm. all? Because, like, he gives her the number and then she's like, hi, is Melissa there? And it's like, are you just a really good guesser? Or... 
what? She's just like so into that is Brandon. a good question. Because I wonder. Because yeah, if she, if she just heard Melissa, would she have been like, oh, not Melissa, whatever Coolidge. her last name is, Coolidge? Coolidge. Yeah. I knew they mentioned it at some mm-hmm. point. Okay. Yeah. No, that's fair. But it's still weird because like, well, I guess also though, if they're technically sophomores at this point and she's a senior then there could have been even more of a disconnect because i imagine there's like a ton a ton a ton people at this school oh definitely so yeah to kelly it could have just been that girl who had a baby when i was a freshman and she was a or was a junior right that's fair and might not just know her name so good point good point but somebody does have the scoop steve has a scoop yeah, okay, so Kelly would definitely have the scoop. She just may not have made the connection that at that the time. was the Melissa. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah uh, Steve starts talking about how she was dating some guy named Frank, mm-hmm. and then she got pregnant and she decided to keep it, and then it got real awkward. Yeah, like he makes stupid comments about how she should have taken care of it. Like, yeah, most stupid. girls would take care of it or something like that because then he says well maybe frank didn't want to be a dad and brandon goes well maybe frank should have paid more attention in sex education class which actually is a good point like point brandon because like for once he's not like this whole episode that's like the one time or not the one time but like one of the few times he's not being a total a-hole and like kind of like wait steve you're being a jerk like it's also his responsibility too yeah well because that was like right after that steve goes what are you saying it's all his fault and i just really wanted brandon to be like are you saying it's all her fault and just right daring steve to be like well yeah and just you know for i don't just shaming her yeah yeah, for, yeah. like whatever right like making it more of a point that steve's really truly saying like no it's her fault it's her problem she's got to take care how of dare it. she have a uterus right and and the guy just happened to be there, right? Like yeah. he he has no responsibility. But yeah, at least at the very least it had two like opposing thoughts on it, mm. which was nice, but it, yeah, definitely could have gone further to yeah. then really paint Steve in the true colors that he shows. But well, and it it actually makes me think about in the the sex ed episode when Kelly's just like don't trust the guy, bring your own condom. Mm. Like now I'm curious of like is that from Kelly's experience or is that from someone else's experience? Like, was that Steve? Could Steve have been Frank? He could have been. I mean, that's a good point. Cause like, did they have a scare and Kelly realized like this dude's not going to like take care of anything. So I have to be the one or yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. It's just, man, I wish we could have seen them date. I know. I really wish. I know. Oh, well. I mean, that's, we kind of get, like, glimpses of them not hating each other in this episode. And I was just like, could have been good. Could've yeah. come in while they were dating, and then they could have broken up. Right. Like, we actually heard some of their, like, I guess, quote-unquote, good times mm-hmm. in the relationship, which was kind of interesting, because I'm still curious what the appeal of Steve is. Because I know the appeal of, Ke- of Kelly, but I still don't know the appeal of Steve. Yeah. Haven't figured it out yet. No. It's got to happen at some point. You think. think he's gonna get a girlfriend at some point? I mean that saying, I know. He'll date somebody. He'll date Everyone someone. dates somebody. That's right. But yeah, that whole conversation, I was just like, not painting you in a good light, Steve. Exactly. Exactly. Oh. And I don't think it did anything to help Brandon like not be any less freaked out. 
and it kind of um like right after that conversation was when Brandon went to go ask her out on a second date and it was one of those scenarios where I was like are you just asking her out because you got like pushed into it like you feel pushed into it because you got in an argument with Steve right 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 or you actually want to date her I mean she's cool I would want to date her right I wouldn't because I don't do babies but (laughs) right I could see other people wanting to date her yeah for sure I mean it definitely had that vibe just because he was like well hang on I gotta prove someone wrong here yeah and prove that I can be involved with someone with a baby and it's like no big deal yeah it was like the same kind of vibe I got when Brenda kept showing up at the crisis hotline because she felt like she had to and now Brandon's showing up and asking her on a second date because he feels like he has to or something no yeah I agree and it it could just be writing it could be me misinterpreting because it's a teen drama and I want to read into it that way Yeah, yeah so I mean who knows well, no, it but. certainly could be. That's how it felt to me, too. So if, if two of us felt it, then maybe that's what they were going for. Mm-hmm. Well, and he asks her out on another date the night before her Harvard interview, which yeah. kind of rubbed me the wrong way that she's willing to go out instead of stay home and go through interview questions and, like, brush up on things. Like, I actually, right before I came over here, I watched the Gilmore Girls episode where um, they, like take Rory to Yale and surprise her with a Yale interview and she gets so mad at Richard. Oh, she's so mad. And I was just like, this is kind of the perfect episode to watch before we come here. Oh, it was so heartbreaking because Rory is, she is a planner. She is Melissa. Yes. Like Melissa has all of these aspirations. Yes. She plans. She does not like to be ambushed. She has a thing. And if they, like, I think the line in it goes, if you would know, if you knew who she was, you would know that this would have freaked her out or something like that. Like, basically, Lorelai's, like, all mad because she's, like, if you even knew your granddaughter, you'd know this was not a good idea. Well, and, I, yeah, watching the scene, like, she walks out and it's, like, her shoulders kind of hunched and her arms crossed and Richard's just, like, oh, yeah, everyone smiles. And I was just, like, you, where are you? Yeah, he's not on this planet. <laughs> but anyway, this is not a Gilmore Girls podcast. Although... It could be. <laughs> Maybe one day. Welcome yeah. back to Stars Hollow. Oh my gosh. I'd freak out. I would not do it justice, I'm sure. I would just never stop talking about it. But yeah, so they go <laughs> on a second date the night before her Harvard interview. Yes. And to the peach pit. Yeah, because what is it, like her babysitter bails or yeah. like her Yeah, parents- her baby Yeah, like I think her parents had plans and then the babysitter fell through. So they had to take him some like they had to bring him with them on their date to the mm-hmm. peach pit where nat was like a baby <laughs> brandon you have a baby he's like oh what do you say um you think i could keep a secret this big and like i just had this moment where i think i heard what i kind of wanted to hear to create drama versus that and i had it in my head that he was like you think i would get someone pregnant at 16 or something mm. and i was just like Man, that could have been an interesting scene. Yeah, for real. But then Nat, being Nat, is super cool and, like, trying to talk with the baby. And... He's like, oh, that baby likes me while it is screaming and facing <laughs> no. the other direction. That's, like, what I am with babies. I'm like, oh, I think it likes me. Oh, it's it's crying. It's throwing things. <laughs> That's not love. I'm just, just going to go in the other room. <laughs> yeah. I'll see you later. Yeah. And that baby, poor baby, it was upset the oh, whole poor baby. time. Well, it shouldn't be out on a date. 
It's only true. like three months old. That's or, true. I don't know. I don't know how big babies are. It seemed pretty young, like definitely less than one, I think. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. But like that was the date where Brandon was just like, so tell me what it was like to deliver a baby. He wants to get all anatomical with this. <laughs> He's just like, what's your uterus like? Take me through it. How was labor? Was it good for you? Did you have drugs? Did you get an epidural? Can you describe the epidural? He said something about like the baby like popping out and she yes. goes, it didn't pop out. Yeah, he makes it sound like it's the easiest because he's a 16-year-old boy who knows nothing. Basically makes it sound like, oh, you just poop that thing out and you're good to go. <laughs> you poop it out, right? That's <laughs> yeah. how that works? Yeah. It comes out your butt. <laughs> <laughs> but no, she's like, um, okay, 16-year-old. No, it doesn't just pop out or poop out. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was like obsessed with the idea of the baby and honestly she should have ended it a long time before that as soon as he starts talking about like only baby all the time i would have been like you're not ready for this yeah it's kind of red flag like you're 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 talking too much you're trying to be too involved and it's like we're this is literally our our second date Mm -hmm. like which i mean he is young he's 16 like it's not really surprising that he doesn't know how to really interact with a baby mm-hmm. and handle this, especially if he's never like babysat before. Cause the next day, you know, she shows up and kind of like shoves this baby in his arms yeah. and is like, Oh my God, I need help. Which that was another thing when her parents go out of town the weekend of her Harvard interview. It's like rude. Yeah. It just what- seemed all jumbled. Yeah. I mean, it, it seems like it was clearly written to give us this trope of like, Brandon and Steve have never held a baby. Watch what happens. Yep. And but, make it almost like a comedy type deal. Like, yeah, oh I mean, my God, they they don't even know what a diaper is. Well, they even say it's three men and a baby because like mom shows up and holds the baby, no problem. Brenda shows up and holds the baby, no problem. Kelly holds the baby, no problem. And even while Kelly's holding it, Steve's like, oh, look at that cute baby. And then as soon as the baby's in their arms, it screams nonstop <laughs> and they can't figure out how to put a diaper on. Which good cue on baby. Baby Joey, man. He really came he through. He delivered. He was just like, Steve, oh, you're God. leaving me with Steve? Not Steve. <laughs> Not Steve. And then, yeah, they can't, they duct tape or masking tape or something, 12 diapers or something crazy. Yeah. Which, like, thank God for the internet now because I would have just been like, YouTube, how to use a diaper. But also it's like, I get, like, I think I literally wrote down in my notes, like, I get if you've never done a diaper before that, like, you're probably like, okay, what do I do? It's not that hard. No, that is fair of like, it just looks like underwear with flaps on the side. Right? Like, just imagine you're putting on this yourself, like on you. Yeah. What would you do? Like, worst case scenario, they would have like done up the flaps and then literally tried to like put it on him like underwear or something. Exactly. But no. Like, I don't know. Just, it was was a little bit of a stretch. I could understand if it was like, I don't know how to feed it or I don't know how to like give it a bottle, like with the whole like warming it on your wrist or something Mm -hmm. or feeling the temperature on your wrist or something that I could understand. But a diaper. Well, and that was another thing when they tried to feed it and he got that little spoon and just like filled it up with food. I was like, no baby can eat that much food. It's all coming right back out of his mouth. (laughs) It pretty much like does anyway. Like it goes in, then comes like a little bit comes out and then you're like, okay. Yeah, that's why you you do like the really tiny little bit. Like again, I don't, babies don't like me. I don't interact <laughs> with babies. And even I know this. Right. And I think I wrote down at that point, I really just don't like Steve. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, 
that was it was all comedy and just like oh he's just here to literally do three men and a baby mm-hmm. and then he was like oh we can't actually watch the lakers game bye yeah he's like oh this is what i came for this is not what i which i mean as a 16 year old and one being an outside party like i kind of get it because he's probably like okay this is not what i signed up for and then what i did sign up for i can't even do so i'm gonna leave so yeah, I don't necessarily but, like fault him, but like be there for your friend. That's the thing is I think if it was the other way around, like if Brenda got saddled with a baby, mm-hmm. you know, for lack of a better way to say it, and then Kelly was like, oh, well, I'm going to go to a party and mm-hmm. she was struggling with this crying baby, like Brenda would have been mad. And I think we would have been like, no, Kelly, you can't just leave her. True. I also think, though, that kind of already happened, but in reverse when Donna and Kelly crashed Brenda's babysitting experience because of the hot teacher because it was like selfishly they wanted to like see what this was about and she's like no dude I like have to take care of these kids now like I have to do this yeah so it's kind of like in reverse like all I'm saying teenagers teenagers are selfish yeah so some parts of it I get although I would hope that they would be there for their friends yeah yeah well and I do wonder if Steve had still been there or maybe Steve was already there when they were feeding the baby ice cream. Oh, yeah. He was there at the beginning of it. Yep. Then he bounces. Again, I don't know babies. (laughs) I know you can't just give them sugar. Yes. As do probably most people. Like, you can't just feed me sugar. I don't feel good (laughs) if all I eat is ice cream. I had a lot. I'm not a baby. Right. I had a lot of jelly beans today and I did not feel good after. (laughs) So imagine what that is to a little baby. Yeah. Especially when that little. That's, the, that's a little growing baby. Mm-hmm. He eats better food. He's got a squishy head and a big belly. He doesn't eat ice cream. And, I mean, rude. I know. It was just, weird. Just rude. But I did kind of like the bonding a little bit. Like, by the by the end of it, by the time Melissa actually shows up, they actually look comfortable. So I'm glad things, like, settled down. Yeah. Because that would have been horrible if all that baby did was cry and scream and wail and he literally didn't know what to do because then he might panic or do something stu- even more stupid than giving it ice cream. So it's like if you're giving him ice cream, like, okay, I guess that's like, if that's the worst you're doing. That's. You're doing okay. It's, it's not good. The baby's going to be up all night because it's on sugar and it's yeah. probably going to have a tummy ache and it's probably going to throw up a little bit and like, you're not burping it. Right. I know you're not. Right. But at least you didn't put in like danger danger well so when she knocks on the door and he gets up to go get her i really was waiting for them to turn around and be like where's the baby yeah it's gone <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like, you don't thing. just leave it on the floor i know like just pick him up yeah. he's not gonna eat your ice cream dude <laughs> like, <laughs> all right man you finish your bowl and i'll be right back <laughs> yeah which at this point it really sucks for melissa because like her interview was terrible mm-hmm. she had a bad time she knows she tanked it and now she's like second guessing herself and like filling herself with doubt just out the wazoo. Yeah, I mean like her anxiety levels were at like a thousand percent because like I said, the baby's full of ice cream, he's gonna be up all night, he's gonna have a stomach ache, her interview went poorly and you know, Brandon says something of why don't you just reschedule, give it mm-hmm. another shot, but I you know, kind of agree with her on the anxiety side of it of like that was my shot. There isn't another yeah. shot. They're not going to give me a second chance, especially if I call and say, like, look, I had a baby and my babysitter canceled. Right. Like, yeah, yeah, Unfortunately, yeah. you know, she's right. They're, she's going to have interviewers that are really conservative and are just like, I don't think you can handle this. Yeah, and like it's if, even 
more than just the like, oh, you have a baby, like you're a teen mom kind of thing and more of the college and life is hard and you have yeah. to manage your time properly and effectively. Mm-hmm. And we don't, and especially at Harvard. That's, Ivy League, it's going to be a lot worse than like, it, you know, if she tried to go to Kennesaw State. Yeah. Like, hootie hoo. <laughs> hootie hoo. <laughs> yeah. Like that, as much as it really sucks, like I felt for her because like her anxiety levels are exaggerating things, but to deep down she knows it's right she knows right. she's i don't want to say blown her chances because you know if she is actually that good you know maybe oh, something yeah. will work out but yeah like you know she got a c plus on whatever that other paper was and she blew her interview and you know she's stuck with this baby that she's now got to take care of and like she's in a bad mood and probably just wants some time alone but you don't get time alone no you have joey right once you have a baby i mean your life is about his life or its life. Yeah, it's, it's our life, not my life. Exactly. And so because of all that and that anxiety, it's kind of feeding into this whole she wants to be free mentality and like just be ripped from all this responsibility and not have to worry about things, which leads her to prompt Brandon to just go for a drive. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, yeah. what drive? Down yeah. the block. You know, it's, leans back into the house like, oh, Joey's asleep. Mom, we're going out. We'll be back. Mm-hmm. And you know, mom was like, okay, just be back by the time we have to go out tonight or whatever she says. I don't know. Right. Um, although I will say, I don't know exactly when in the episode they bring it up, but she mentions all this pressure that her parents put on her. And I had to wonder, like, is that actual pressure that her parents are putting on her? Because if so, then the mom actor should have just been like, you're going to be home, right? You have to be home. Right. Or is it you know, anxiety brain, and she's thinking, my mom went to Harvard, my mom's working six days a week, they're expecting all this stuff out of me, and she's actually the one putting it on herself. Like, that was just something that made me think of it the way that whole scene happened. Yeah, I think that's a good point. I mean, especially because she's, I mean, if you're a perfectionist and overachiever, having a kid in high school kind of shatters that right like it takes away from this perfectionist or overachiever mentality because like in your mind that's a failure because you Mm -hmm. did it out of order or you did it you You, didn't ask for it you quote unquote messed up exactly if you're gonna have sex you should have had safe sex and but like accidents happen this wasn't actually her messing up and you know when brandon asks about it she says like you know i thought i had to own up for what i did Mm -hmm. and i was like that's an interesting way to look at your son yeah but okay i mean whatever right like i mean she's still a teenager so she's gonna have these teenage emotions and thoughts and things like that but i do kind of agree with you where it's like i think she kind of puts it on herself yeah at least as much as her parents do if not more yeah because part of being part of having those expectations put on you is also yourself wanting to live up to them too because you don't want to disappoint right so it's like even if, like, let's just say my parents, they didn't have all these lofty expectations for me or, like, didn't have these big dreams, and I did, it would be enough for my own, like, goals and my mentality, my motivation, all that, to, that pressure to be on me. But then if I even thought that my parents had these expectations for me that they wanted me to live up to, even if they didn't push me that hard, I would know that they also want that for me. So I'm going to push myself even harder because it's not just my dream anymore, it's theirs. Yeah. Well, it's that whole thing of, you know, the worst thing to hear from someone is that they're disappointed in you. Yes. 
the part, <laughs> the times we all got in trouble weren't the times when your parents were mad because you knew they'd get over that. Yeah. It was, I'm not mad. I'm, I'm just, just disappointed. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like to know that she has all of this anxiety about all of these things, you got to think, you know, all of this happened and she has to go home and be like, I blew my interview to her parents who, again, regardless of whether they're the ones putting the pressure on her or she's putting pressure on herself and projecting that her parents are putting the pressure on her. Like, that's a lot to have to say. So it totally makes sense when, you know, Brandon shows up and they decide to go for a drive that she's like, oh, we should just turn right here and go exploring. Let's, you know, be wild and free and teenagers and not go back. Right. Which, that was interesting. I mean, because they were driving and all of a sudden it's pitch dark. And they started in like the afternoon. So obviously the (laughs) timeline's kind of messed up. Yeah. But also I now, like, I wasn't thinking this at the time, but now I keep going back to the whole DUI thing. I'm like, dude shouldn't even be driving. Yeah, well, and then... She unbuckled her seatbelt and, like, slid across and, like, gets all up on his neck. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to be like, do you know he just wrecked a car? Right. Like, first of all, buckle your seatbelt. Ugh. Absolutely unacceptable. And then he pulls over and then she, like, confesses, like, what she's feeling and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But I'm just like, even at this point, I feel like Brandon probably should have pushed back a little bit just because, like, I don't know. I mean... He just didn't pick up on any of the warning signs, I think. Yeah. Which, I mean, we've seen that in all of the Girls of the Week. Yeah, true. He does it every single week. Sarah Betty, Marianne. Yeah. uh, Cheryl. Cheryl. Every single time, he just completely misses all of these cues because he only sees Pretty Girl. And then, you know, they have their heartfelt moment Mm -hmm. of just like but Brandon this is why all of these things and I'm so sad and And I don't want to be this or I want to be this or whatever yeah yeah I mean it's it's a trope but yeah I mean he Brandon does not see depth I don't think yeah he sees this as 2D like she's so upset and she wants to escape and while they're driving around he's asking about her uterus again (laughs) I know he's just like what do you think it felt like inside the womb? Oh my gosh. He's obsessed. Yeah, no, he kind of sucks sometimes. I know, he really does. But, I mean, it it goes back to what I was saying before. I really think it just shows that he's 16. Yeah. He's not ready for a baby in his life. Definitely not. Because, yeah, I mean, so they stay out all night. He mm-hmm. goes to drop her off, and she gets in a huge fight with her parents. They kick her out. Or she leaves. Like, she kind of insinuates they kicked her out. Um, I don't think she officially said the words, they kicked me out. She just said we didn't have anywhere to go. Right, right. But she shows up at his house. She's crying. She's so upset. She has the baby. And he's like, well, why don't you let me take him for a couple days? Yeah, I'm like, what? In what universe? (laughs) It has been like two and a half dates at best. Yeah. If you count the drive as half of a date. Literally. Like, just no time at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess it's kind of impaired judgment on her side because, like, she trusted him to begin with to, like, watch her baby for a few hours. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, no. He's just <laughs> starting to feel so responsible for this kid that, you know, he just isn't equipped to handle. Because the thing is, if he actually did take that baby for a few days, 
mom and Brenda would be taking care oh, of it. Oh, yeah. Because at this point, like, so they went on a date Friday. She had her Harvard interview on Saturday. At best, it is Saturday night, which means if he takes it for a few days, like, school. School, yeah. Mm-hmm. You literally cannot have this baby. Well, don't you know, it's always Friday night in Beverly Hills. So <laughs> probably just went Only from... Friday. Yeah. And went from Sunday to then Friday. Yeah, they just Saturday didn't speak for seven days because exactly. the camera wasn't there. And now it's Friday again. Exactly. But yeah, he, you know, offers to take the baby and mm-hmm. she kind of does exactly what I would expect her to say of I can't bear to be away from him for a few days that's not gonna work I have to figure out what I'm supposed to do mm-hmm. which you know all of it after that with her happens off camera and I really hope that she has somebody to talk to about it yeah and I mean we see Cindy kind of talk to her just a little bit yeah I did have a note that like Cindy is a really great mom to other people's kids oh yeah and I it's just so funny to me that sometimes I get so mad at what she does with Brandon and Brenda and then she talks to this girl who just needs someone to talk to Mm -hmm. and I was just like Cindy she's really good with the big issues like when it was Kelly's mom yep when it's you know melissa when mm-hmm. is the situation um it just seems as though she is almost maybe trying to lead by example a little bit okay like maybe she has a hard time communicating with her own kids because she's very much biased to them right like she yeah. only wants the best for them she doesn't want to believe that they do wrong clearly by the lack of punishment for anything that they ever do i know but then when it comes down to it with other kids, she's like, oh, well, this is how you handle this situation. So maybe she's almost like setting it up to where Brendan, Brendan, Brandon and Brenda learn from these things so that they can take it. And when they're presented with those situations, know how to handle it. I don't know. Maybe it's just she maybe, doesn't know how to handle it. Well, but. I was going to say maybe when she is put on the spot for these big things. <laughs> Maybe she just acts really well under crisis, but then when you see, you know, Brandon in jail, like, Mm -hmm. you kind of just shut down and are like, well, I can't actually handle this, like, a, you know, parent that Ariel and Caitlin thinks that she should be. Yeah. Like, that's her baby, and he was just in jail, and he was just in a car accident, and, like, we'll deal with punishment later. Oops, I forgot about punishment. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just glad you're okay kind of thing. Yeah, I don't know, but, yeah, she was really good in the scene mm-hmm. talking to her talking yeah to melissa no i totally agree and and we've seen that with andrea we've seen that with kelly we've seen that with everyone yeah so but then it ended up works working out because then you kind of see them brandon and melissa the next day i assume at school by their tree mm-hmm. and melissa says like oh this worked out that it's you know i am actually leaving for lunch because i'm Working like a half day or what? Like yeah, working. she's doing part She's doing time. school. Yeah, yeah. For a half day. So it worked out to where she can go be at home with Joey and she can still get her degree and like all this stuff too. So it sounds like she's like moving in the right direction. Yeah. It sounds like unfortunately this like anxiety attack that she has had over this weekend sucked. Oh, but yeah. But it like let her get all of it out and maybe mm-hmm. be able to talk through it with some people and develop a plan and if she is this type a person that she seems having a plan is exactly what she needed exactly totally agree Mm -hmm. and then she makes the smart move by breaking it off with brandon (laughs) he asks for visitation with joey and i was like 
don't make it weird, Brandon. Yeah, that's a little heavy-handed there. (laughs) Two dates. Yeah. And then he's like, well, the baby can stay with me. Like, also, this whole time, I just just wanted Frank to show up in the background somewhere of like, oh, yeah, that's the dad. Like, he didn't have to say anything. There didn't need to be any, like, confrontation. But that was another thing I thought of, of, you know, regardless of if he wanted the baby or not, if she needs a babysitter, and I hate to call dads babysitters, that really upsets me, but if she needed someone to take care of the kid while she had an interview, he has a father. Right. Presumably, Presumably. Frank still lives in Beverly Hills. He should be expected to show up for this kid at least a little bit. Right. Right. Or, like, maybe his parents are excited about having a grandchild. Maybe it's earlier than they expected. But it just, it seemed like they were giving Brandon all this responsibility. But in my mind, Frank is still somewhere. Like, they could have at least said, you know, his parents found out they got pregnant and they shipped him off to boarding school. Right. Or something just to prove he is not in the picture. Because I just got mad that he wasn't doing any of his share of work. And then I was like... Well, if she leaves for Harvard with the baby, like, does he care? Like, yeah. Just just questions that I started having that, you know, whatever. He's clearly not in the picture, but I well, need more than 48 minutes. Exactly. Because, I mean, I think that's that's what they were trying to say is, like, he's he's not here. He's not yeah. present. He's not involved. He's not whatever. Whether that meant that was his parents getting really mad, he didn't tell his parents or something, mm-hmm. whatever that means. It meant that he wasn't in the picture. And I hate that because, I mean, no kid deserves to only have one parent or not have two loving parents or or whatever the case may be because it's not their fault. Well, and it's not fair to her that, you know, she was one of two parties that, you know, made a baby Mm -hmm. and now she's the one that's expected to take care of him. Exactly. By her, well, mostly by herself. She's, her parents are there. Thankfully. That's amazing. Right. But yeah, Brandon... Brandon makes it weird the whole time. The whole time asking about uteruses and visitation. I still get to be friends with your baby even though we're not hanging out, right? (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, why? Yeah. Why do you want to be with my baby? No, that's a child predator. Like, (laughs) this is just uncomfortable. You you care too much about childbirth and babies and no. Haven't you heard? Brandon's going to open up his own daycare. (laughs) Oh, my God. That would be a good episode if, like, Brenda had to go babysit for a family with, like, six kids and she needed help and she just brought Brandon and they were the Walsh family babysitting company. Oh, my gosh. The babysitting twins. (gasps) Ooh. All right. Copyright. We're going to write that spin off. (laughs) No one take this idea. (laughs) I wonder if we can still get uh, Jason Priestley to be himself. I think we could. I think he's probably looking for work. (laughs) Jason Priestley, if that's true, you can be a guest on our show. We would love it. We don't make any money, but you you can come hang out with us. You might not. I will judge your character, though. (laughs) A lot. Yes. I know. Jason Priestley, please don't listen to this podcast. No, listen to it and then tell us your thoughts. Everyone else listen to it. And don't tell Jason Priestley about it. But also, Jason, we do love you. We do. Your character is just a doozy. <laughs> he he has his moments. He's something else. He's he's something. I do think deep down he's a good guy. He's just a teenager. Like, 
think he's a good guy for the 90s. Yeah. He's a, yeah. He's a good guy, but we have discussed that, you know, Jim puts too much pressure on him. His yes. parents don't actually discipline him, I guess would be what I want to say. Like, he has this weird, like, boundaries, no boundaries thing going on in his life. And I think if they weren't like, well, you need several extracurricular activities. <laughs> yeah. Like. So you can get into Harvard one day. He would never get into Harvard. Nah, he doesn't know what Latin is. <laughs> <laughs> he can barely take Spanish. Yeah. Oh, and he doesn't know what a diaper is or how oh it works. God. Anyway, so on to the other twin. So, yeah, we just kind of dropped Brenda off like, oh, yeah, she's calling into a radio station. By the way, she won, but we'll get back to her. <laughs> But yeah, she did no, win. I love that she won, and they were like, all right, we're going to spin the wheel of prizes. And I was sitting there like, what'd she win? What'd she win? Skydiving. Oh. Which then I had to be like, can you skydive at 16? Which you can. Oh, I you can? Up. Do you need a parent permission slip or something? Um, I think technically you're supposed to have it, but I didn't check, like, in California. It just said the minimum age was 16. Oh, interesting. Okay. Well, and maybe... In 1990, it was different then, too. Like, maybe you didn't need a parent or guardian to sign off on it or something. Well, and I thought it was interesting that they won, like, skydiving lessons and a solo jump Mm -hmm. because you would think they'd be like, you get one jump. It is a tandem jump. Yes. You're not going to be responsible for anything, and this is a lot cheaper of a thing to give away. Exactly. Like, the fact that they just get to jump out of a plane on their own what which absolutely not like i know they went through the the classes and everything and i know that's how it really works is you do classes and then you get to jump by yourself but no i did i jumped tandem oh yeah well first of all you'd have to like pay me to do it but then it'd have to be tandem like i don't know that i could do it by myself because i don't know that i could do it at all in the first place yeah well and so when we'll get there when they get there um so yeah they win and she like runs downstairs she goes to tell mom and dad and they're just like i'm sorry what yeah excuse me but what was funny is she's totally said it as like an aside yeah like by the way here's what i did this weekend in case you're wondering (laughs) bye yeah and then she starts sneaking off to her skydiving lessons oh and then we get another brilliant piece of television do you know what i'm talking about oh the flashback or whatever that she's having yes this is like the third one we've had the surfing the uh nascar driver and now the paratrooper well and then she also had the one with the teacher where he's just like i'll be a ski teacher that's right it wasn't as much of a video montage except for him talking and saying we're gonna drink apple cider buy a bearskin rug or something (laughs) and this time she's a paratrooper in the war loved it because i had to like i wasn't totally paying attention i was listening (laughs) and then i turned and saw her just like fall down a stair yes like one (laughs) stair like what it was so perfect because before we got the henry winkler reference when she was driving a car thinking she was in nascar and now she just stumbles down a step (laughs) he's like oh do you got it do you need me to push you down a stair again (laughs) classic brenda like at this point it's classic brenda and i love it and she loves older men she's so, so it fun totally fits oh my gosh so on brand and on brenda Ooh. <laughs> i was gonna be like on brenda on brenda no. <laughs> too close to brandon but um, i'm loving this like kind of quirky side of her because if this is like her inner thoughts i love it it's so good it's well, fun and like 
when she's telling everyone she got the skydiving lessons and everyone's like, you're afraid of heights. And she goes, <laughs> yeah. well, you can't see the ground. Yeah, she's like, <laughs> I'll show you. <laughs> I know, she's so insistent on it and like, no. But hey, good on her for trying to like face her fears, right? Like she's trying to be like, yo, like, sure, okay, maybe in the past I've been afraid of heights, but I'm trying to face it here. I won a radio contest. I'm on top of the world. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what I loved so much because that is not how I would react. No, same. Like, I'd be like, oh, sorry, Kelly, I don't think I can make it. <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest. If someone gave me skydiving lessons, if I could switch it to a tandem and be like, someone yes. else will pull the chute and they will make sure I land where I'm supposed to land, mm-hmm. totally good, totally yeah. in for it. But no, like, then, I mean... Well, first of all, they have a massive crush. Like you said, Brenda likes older men. So they have a massive crush on their instructor. And so I thought the instructor was going to be like a potential tandem. Yeah. With them. Like that would have made so much more sense if like, I don't know, they were fighting over like who got to be strapped to it. Exactly. That's what it almost like was teeing it up to be like. Because like when Brenda fell down, Kelly was like all up on Don. Like she was like <laughs> grabbing his shirt and stuff like, I'll, I'll do the lesson with you, Don. Like, yeah hair flip like <laughs> she was all up on dawn oh. and he looked so familiar and i looked it up Nothing. and he's i mean he's been in like i think the bold and beautiful or something like so some soapy st- type stuff but nothing like major that we would have known melissa was in um what was that show dexter wait she was yeah who was she for many episodes or just a yeah she was in like an entire season <gasps> she was a detective she was like a guest detective um she i looked through the pictures because it's been so long since I've yeah seen it. Same. i think it was season three okay she was in. it's the one that ends with dexter and rita getting married okay and then season four is when rita dies yes so season... it had to have been season three and then like it maybe it was at their wedding or whatever but the, some of the pictures on imdb were her dancing with detective angel oh on that was his name right yeah on yeah. okay yeah, because season three was um, Miguel. Yes, who was played that's by, what it was. Played by Jimmy Smith. Yep, that's so, exactly which one it was. Ooh, okay. I got to look back on that then. If he was, was she dating on Hell? I think so. I think she was like a special detective brought in to investigate oh. and then like they just gave her a love interest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like international affairs or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna have to look that up because I love Dexter. I know. It's been so long since I watched it and Same. I stopped watching and then I heard about the lumberjack oh, thing. Oh, God. It was horrible. That whole last season was trash. I Sorry, stopped. Dexter fans. <laughs> it was. Admit Michael it. C. Hall, we love you. Come on the show. <laughs> yeah, you can come on the podcast, too. See, all we're saying is that the characters weren't as great. <laughs> Not you as actors. Jason, Michael C. Hall, you're great. Come right? on the podcast. Loved Michael C. Hall. Don't want to talk to a serial killer named Dexter. Yeah, I would agree with that. I there would. There you go. Yep. Love it. Yeah, um, but yeah, so they're, like, getting ready for this dive, and when they finally get up to it, they're in those, like, super awesome jumpsuits. Yes. Which, like, I did not have to wear a jumpsuit when I jumped, and I was a little jealous when I saw their, like, little purple suits. You know what they reminded me of? They reminded me, did you, were you ever into Power Rangers? I watched Power Rangers yesterday with my nephew. Well, that explains it. So, <laughs> did you see Power Rangers the movie? obviously okay good do you remember when they jumped out of planes and they had like their cool like stuff on and then that i think the pink i think kimberly probably had the like snowboard like but yeah jumping uh-huh. out of the plane oh my gosh that's what it made me think of and that was like the coolest thing just coming in hot just landing perfectly 
on the ground. Ah, only the Power Rangers. I'm going to tell you. So the Power Rangers that we watched yesterday, it was from like 2014. And I think it was actually a season finale or something that they like extended to a special edition and then just put by itself on Netflix. It was a lot. Interesting. Like it was a lot. They hmm. they flew a pirate ship <laughs> and each one of them had their own wheel. And okay. like, we were all watching this. My nephew's like four. He was not paying attention at all. He was sure. like, they're pirates. I have a pirate doll. And then like left. <laughs> and the rest of us are watching. And we're like, if they all have wheels, who is actually steering the ship? And then their fights, they like really didn't karate any of their fights. Their hmm. fights were just the yelling and like calling for things. Oh. So like they, they would only fight by calling for things. And uh, one of the rangers i think it was the yellow ranger like her thing was like playing cards that shot stuff it was weird and then they lost the battle and it was a huge battle of like taking over the world and they like shot down to earth and crashed and like were unconscious and then all of these adults start showing up and like these medics showed up and one of them was in heels and we were just like why is this woman in heels? Like, <laughs> this is not how you run onto the scene to save people. And then all of these saviors have, like, flashes of Power Ranger helmets in front of their faces every time they save one. And we were just like, this is so different. It was weird. Like, they were other, they were the Power Rangers that came before the current <gasps> Power Rangers. And then it ended up in, like, a mega Power Ranger fight of, like, 20 Power Rangers fighting this evil what? army. They won obviously 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 but there were like four pink rangers and you know all of this stuff and i was like is this what happens when power <laughs> rangers retire like <laughs> you do regular jobs but then like you have a little hologram in front of you well, that's like they, i'm a ranger they can't stop saving people because like one <laughs> right. was a firefighter who had his like old power ranger ninja sword <gasps> and this kid was about to fall off a cliff in a car and he, like, reached through the broken front windshield with the, the sword and, like, handed him the sword handle and was like, grab this and I'll bring you to freedom. And then, like, flash, it was the Red Ranger. Oh, my gosh. This sounds incredible. And I it was miss very it. much not. <laughs> well, I miss the Power Rangers. I was a Power Ranger, like, four or five times when I was a kid. So Oh, yeah. Pink yeah. Power Ranger? No, gosh. I was not conforming to the female Power Rangers. I was the Red Ranger. I was the Green Ranger. And then when he became the White Ranger yeah see i got if you guys missed it because you don't have video both of them producer mary and ariel they both did a big old head nod like, oh yeah <laughs> oh i remember that <laughs> yeah no my parents only bought me one power ranger costume oh heck no i refused it was the pink one yeah well i mean kimberly was really awesome in hindsight but i was such a tomboy i didn't understand feminism when i was <laughs> when we I didn't was that understand young. that we support all women yes so i was like well i'm a girl but i can dress like any of the power rangers not just the pink and yellow because i also hated pink so oh yeah i think at the time that i was the pink power ranger my room was pink and it had trim that was stenciled hearts in rainbow colors wow i was like girly that makes me think of the care bears I, I liked the Care Bears, too. They were cute. They were. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Super long tangent, that one. But, hey, it's still 90s related, so yeah. it's not that far off. This was actually pre-Power Rangers. Well, mm -hmm. pre-U.S. Power Rangers. I don't know when the Japanese Power Rangers oh, shows Oh, good point. Good came, point. But, like, U.S. Power Rangers was 1993. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. 
feels so good. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> they were dressed in purple, which was not a Power Ranger color. Right. But they did look really cool. I Those suits loved were cool. it. Yeah. And they, like, get up to the, like, giant open door, and they're like, I don't know if I can do this. I'm, you know, freaking out. Maybe you go first. No, you go first. And then they just, like, fall, fall. out of the plane. And then, thank goodness, their shoots come out. Because, like, I remember Don saying, like, after 30 seconds, they'll, like, come out or whatever. They you got to pull the Yeah. Thing. And thankfully it does. And so we can presume that they got down to safety. Well, and that was what got me is they're, like, spinning in circles. Oh, they're, yeah. like, flying around while they've got their shoots open. And that's what gets me is, like, you have to land very specifically. Right. And, like... You know, not to put a whole scare tactic on it, but I did have a friend of mine when I was little. Her dad was a pilot, and so on the weekends, he would do skydiving planes. Interesting. Just to, like, do it. Why yeah. Not make extra money. And I guess, like, he would also, like, go and take skydiving lessons. And he did, like, jump by himself once and, like, broke his leg because <gasps> he landed too hard and oh didn't pull the chute fast enough. And that's why, like, Never. Like, my Jeez. dad has jumped out of a plane, like, three times. I've done it. My sister did it. And, like, all of us are just, like, instructor. Dang. I'm not doing anything. I will pay you to just, like, literally strap me on, like, like baby Joey. Yeah. And just <laughs> go. Yeah, no. Now I don't necessarily want to skydive. I, oh, didn't, I so didn't really fun. want to to begin with, but now I don't want to. It is so fun. But, yeah, just be, like... Real short, and then go okay. with somebody taller, and then okay. they literally just, like, strap you on. All right. And then like they a, land you. A little baby Bjorn. Yeah. No, because that was, that's what happened was they, like, you know, when I did it, they took me up to the door of the thing, and he, like, goes to lean out, and I was just, like, outside of the plane, because I was so <laughs> short, I couldn't touch the floor while he Aww. leaned. That's adorable. It was adorable. I can imagine that. Hashtag Ariel's adorable. Oh, it keeps on going. I'm bringing it back. There it is. I guess that wraps up the episode yeah well so i guess the only thing left would be when brenda comes home and tells mom and dad like by the way i went skydiving this weekend and they're just like what What? (laughs) and then mom was great and was just like how was it yeah she just asked how it was like my mother would be like excuse me go to your room you're never skydiving ever again like cindy doesn't punish that's what i'm saying i feel like it had to do with like brenda coming in there and just being like you know I kind of changed while I was up in the air and flying through it and maybe about to die. So sorry I lied to you. And also I did this. Bye. <laughs> exactly. Like, I guess because it was so matter of fact and like th- they couldn't do anything about well, it. Right. Like, mm-hmm. You know, she came clean about it. It's already done. She's totally fine. She presumably conquered her fear of heights mm-hmm. and she sure. learned. Sure. So, okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, that, I, yeah. Think, I think that's yeah. it. All right. So I guess it's grading time. What are you going to grade it? So I'll do a very short way of how I got there. But obviously it starts at the C and then gets knocked down a letter grade because no Dylan. D for Dylan. But also no David. So that's another D that we could fold in there. Just, you know. Well, he might have been there. He might have been watching Kelly from the back of the <laughs> he was filming class. <laughs> he was filming the class. Um, <laughs> He's in the back of the airplane. Just like... <laughs> Kelly, I'm going to document this. <laughs> we have to get behind the scenes. Yeah, so... This will go great in the video yearbook. Yeah, like, uh, which, no. But anyway, so, yeah, okay, so it automatically comes down to a D. Uh, 
I don't have anything to pull it up. I really don't. Like, I want to say that I do, but I can't think of anything other than Cindy, I guess, being kind of cool to Melissa and helping her out. Steve is still the worst, Mm -hmm. just not as much the worst because he's not in it as much. But it's not, it's like pinchy. It's not enough. Yeah, it's pinchy. And I do, however, like how Kelly and Brenda truly seem like best girlfriends. Like, and it's kind of adorable. So maybe I'll bump it up up a little bit for that. So I'll just give it a solid C minus. C minus for, I can't see the ground. That's what it's going to (laughs) be. I like that Get it? Can't see the ground. (laughs) Yep. That's mine. Okay. What's yours? Um, you know, I kind of want to like give it a little higher of a grade because yeah, Dylan wasn't in it, but like Cindy was awesome, Brenda was awesome, Brandon was a little weird, but it was <laughs> yeah. it was very understandable. Okay, and I very much related to Melissa because hmm. we're both Latin nerds, hmm. and I would never have gotten into Harvard, but. I also sing to myself when I think no one's <laughs> listening and would also not get a vocal scholarship anywhere. Same. So I am going to give it a B. Whoa. I mean, it didn't have anything I hated, but it didn't have anything to like really propel it up. Sure. But like, I don't feel like it was seaworthy. I think it was better. Seaworthy. <laughs> <laughs> B for better than a C. <laughs> Ooh. Exactly. B for better than C-worthy. I just like the use of C-worthy. B for a better Cindy. Oh, okay. B for... No, I got nothing. I was trying to weave in, like, because you said Brenda was good and Cindy was good in this B and C, but I couldn't couldn't weave it in. Man, I'm really striking out tonight. That's all right. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Next week, we're going to be talking about Season 1, Episode 13, Slumber Party. Ooh, I like slumber parties. We should have a slumber party while we record. (gasps) Can we? We totally can. I'll bring the Ouija board. I'll bring all the nail polish. I'll get Dream Date or whatever it was online. You know what I'm talking about? Oh my God, yes. Or like, what was that other one like? Uh, Mall Madness. Madness. Oh my gosh, there's a sale going on. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. 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 That's B-A-C-K-T-O podcast at gmail.com. Bye.